Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. The FT. Here's a test. Find a pencil and a scrap of paper and draw the Apple logo. Easy, no? Now compare your sketch to the real thing. If you're like me, or like 98.8% of a sample recently tested by psychologists at UCLA, you failed. Almost everyone either puts the bite on the wrong side, draws two leaves instead of one, or in some other way bungles the simple job of reproducing an image that we have all seen thousands of times. Not only are we unable to sketch the most famous logo on earth, most of us can't even pick out the real thing when we see it in an identity parade of lookalikes. Why is this? The researchers talk of attentional saturation and inattentional amnesia, but I think it's simpler than that. We can't recall it because we don't have to. For me, the Apple logo falls into a large collection of things that I don't actually need to remember. Increasingly, practically everything belongs in this category. At home, there are a few things I still need to remember, such as buying more shampoo when we've run out and filling out a form for my son's school trip. But at work, I can safely forget almost everything, apart from one big thing and one little thing. Otherwise, the slate can be wiped clean. Workplace memory has been entirely outsourced to the computer. In theory, this means remembering my computer password, though in fact the help desk has often bailed me out when I've forgotten it. There's no need to remember any facts anymore, thanks to Google. All appointments are now online, and everything anyone said is easily found on an email somewhere. A possible exception is corporate memory, which tends to be stored in heads rather than on clouds. But few corporations show much demand for that anymore. Today's decision-makers do not welcome protestations from old geezers who can remember that such-and-such was tried before and didn't work. Yesterday is an irritant. So what are the two things we do need to remember at work? The small thing is the location of one's vending card and security pass. I try to make this easier by wearing mine on a string around my neck, though even this isn't a complete solution, as I sometimes take the card off the string, forget to put it back, and then have to hunt around for it. The big thing is recognising other people. Clearly, it's an advantage if you can remember someone's name, but as failing to do so is commonplace, the penalty is fairly small. The vital thing is remembering faces and incidental detail about them. Last weekend, I went to see Still Alice, in which Juliana Moore plays an academic with early-onset Alzheimer's. When she forgets a word in a lecture, it's briefly embarrassing, but she makes a joke and recovers quickly. Getting lost on a run is worse, but the real horror is when she can't remember her son's girlfriend, having just been introduced to her 15 minutes earlier. You don't need to have Alzheimer's to forget a face. And when you do so at work, it matters. Recently, I met a man at a corporate event who had been at university with me and seemed to know a great deal about my life. Having no recollection of him at all put me at such a disadvantage that when he asked me to do him a favour, 
I was wrong-footed into saying yes. Equally, not long ago, I ran into a senior executive with whom I'd had an hour's meeting five or six years ago. When I greeted him warmly, he stared back blankly, evidently confident that we had never met. Possibly this meant nothing more than that his memory was poor, but I took it personally, as one inevitably does. Either I'd aged so badly in five years that I was unrecognisable, I reasoned, or I was too dull to remember. Neither one good. The ability to remember people strikes me as a bigger asset than emotional intelligence at work. Most of us don't especially want empathy in the office, but everyone wants to be remembered. The more someone is able to recall chapter and verse of all small talk exchanged at previous meetings, the more you're inclined to like and trust them. It's not just a skill for politicians, it's for everyone. One day, probably very soon, wearable technology will do the job for us, recognising faces and connecting them to a database of trivia. But by then, it will all be worthless. The reason we want people to remember us is because it's so hard to do so. If the computer does the remembering, the value of it becomes zero. No one wants to be remembered per se. We want to be remembered because it's a sign that another human being sees us as a valued individual, not just another interchangeable employee. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts.